Here we go. Here we go. We're going to get started right now. Episode number. Oh, this is unlucky. 13. Oh, shit. Sorry, man. <sighs> this is episode 13 of No Laugh Track, <laughs> Acme Comedy's official podcast. We've made it. I've done a dozen. This is number 13. Started off uh, number one that never really happened is uh, Mary Mac. was Mary Mac. Yeah. And joining me today, the fiance. Fiance. <gasps> Mary Mac's fiance, <laughs> Tim Harmston. Hi, Tim. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me on the laugh track. No laugh track. Yeah, no, no. No laugh track. Make sure the nose in front of that. Yeah, no laugh track. It's going to change the whole show. We'll have yeah. to throw in sound effects and everything. Yeah. Fuck everything up. Yeah, it's, it's a real pleasure to be on. So I, I'm not, I'm a little bit, I'm like a lot of people in their 40s. I'm not totally up to, like your 40 is an age where you're you're kind of hip to technology, but you're also, you know, you're not 20 mm-hmm. and you're not 60, you're 40. So you're like semi-educated about technology. Right. So I, from what I understand a podcast is, <laughs> it's where we talk and then you record it and then you just delete it, right? Yep. It's all gone. <laughs> so if I'm I hoping. spread it around and you spread it around, we should have a couple thousand listeners? Well, if you have a fr- I don't know how many friends you have. Um, friends that aren't sick of my voice, I have at least a dozen. Hey. Okay, so we're building something start. here. We're, we're building it's, something. That's how they built the pyramids. <laughs> it's a start at the bottom. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we had this, t- I grew up in this uh, small town, and we had a, a library that was old and antiquated. Yeah. And then some people in the town, some book readers, wanted to build a new library to, to, to sort of like stimulate you know, learning and culture in the town. And the 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 kind of townspeople that were against it of spending the taxpayer. The townspeople, money. I yeah, like this they already. Were, yeah, and there was like it divided the town. It was like people were like pro library or anti library. Oh my god! And then when they finally got the new library built, um, Barbara Bush uh, to dedicate the library, and somebody phoned in like uh, a poison brownie threat like what? they poisoned the brownies <laughs> and it made like national news what town is it did you grow up in menominee was menominee yeah. so uh did this put menominee on the map Yeah, put it on the map it's always on the map for the wrong thing <laughs> you know like remember that guy who was the unibomber or not the unibomber he was like the smiley face bomber he made like a uh, he put pipe bombs in mailboxes and he went around the Midwest, and he made like a giant smiley. Oh, the face, smiley face killer, smiley maybe. face yeah. bomber okay. guy. Yeah, he was at uh, he was a student in Menominee, and um, yeah, I don't just dumb stuff happens there. Nothing positive seems to. Well, good things happen, but but uh, but it's always like some idiot who gets in the news, and then it's on. Oh, like uh, like it was on the news uh, when we had like an Indian mascot logo. Oh yeah. Um, and Norm Macdonald on the evening news did a thing about uh, how they should change the logo to the Menominee Drunken Indians. Oh, I bet that which, went over well. Yeah, and so that was on the news. So it's always like some. It's always a negative story. We need to have a positive story. You're uh, for two. This is the second week in a row. My guest has been from Wisconsin. Oh really? Pete Lee. Last oh week. boy, Pete Lee. Janesville. Janesville, yep. yep. Menominee. Yep. Yeah, that's high. Well, there's the Highway 94 show. I remember the Acme 20th year um, anniversary party? Yes. Or the week. Uh, they had the one show was, the Thursday night show was Pete, Chad Daniels, Mary Mack, and myself. 
And I call it the Highway 94 show because Pete grew up in Janesville, which is on uh, 9094 coming north of uh, Rockford there, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was on, grew up in Menominee, which is on 94. And then Chad uh, is from Fergus Falls, which is uh, right on Highway A dirt 94. road somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And then and Mary Mack um, was uh, from Webster, which isn't too far off of 94. So so I don't know why. That's a, just a, one of those weird coincidences how that how uh that 20th anniversary thing talk about that that was incredible Amazing. i went to a few of those shows that week that yeah. was the uh the closest thing to a comedy festival really that's been around yeah here. yeah that was that was amazing i mean it was just it was every bit as fun as you can imagine just having all the comedians that you've you've known and admired come together and to to all be in one location it was like a festival yeah it was a lot like a festival and then like the the one memory i have was of being in um in the back of the house sitting with uh, chad and uh, and um i don't remember who we were sitting with chad and pete maybe and, and we were just drinking a lot of tequila yeah and it was like uh i think bent washburn and then jake johansson mm-hmm. and then Kermit Apio, I think, was on that show. I mean, and it was just like 90 minutes. You seldom do a show where it's 90 minutes of just nonstop yeah. laughter. Yeah, and stomach hurting. Yeah, like, like, you know, like usually at a regular show, you know, there's, you know, there's three comics and, you know, some of the, maybe in the early on, it's not like nonstop laughter. Sure. You know, it's always yep. a good show, but mm-hmm. it's like, but like to have four, you know, like sort of like well-established and almost legendary people uh just go back to back to back it was just almost too much like, yeah it was hurting so bad i'm sure the uh i'm gonna assume some after parties were pretty yeah some fun that week as well I, I can't even get into the stories on the after parties but there there was some legendary legendary happenings going on now so, help me out with something here mabel a uh, tainter yes is that theater in menominee it's in menominee yeah, yeah. yep why does that name make me laugh so hard? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, well, the Tainter family. Uh, what, what is Mabel? What is ta- what is Miss Tainter known for? It was, uh, the Tainter family was. Uh, <laughs> I can't say it. They, they it's that's the taint. Uh, the, uh, all right, so there are lumber barons in Menominee, and the the big lake in Menominee. They put. You know the the trees would come down from northern Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. they built like a a big pool, and then the the Tainter family was a wealthy. <laughs> just to say taint is. I'm glad you have this styrofoam thing on the microphone because that taint pops it a really little bit. Pops. Doesn't. But uh, so the Tainter family um, came down. Uh, I think they came to Menominee, and they were the lumber barons, and then the daughter. I think they built this memorial theater for the daughter, Mabel Tainter. <laughs> it's even, it's like, the name Mabel alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they were coming off the boat at Ellis Island. It was just taint. And then they, <laughs> it was just too embarrassing. So they put her on it. And so, uh, so there was the Tainter family. And then, but this beautiful theater. Have you been in there? No. It's amazing. It's, I've only, here's, here's my, here's why I even know anything about it i had a uh 
a girlfriend drove to visit her in Menominee, and I saw the sign that said "Next Exit Mabel Tainter oh, yeah. Theater" and laughed my yeah. ass off to myself in my car. <laughs> like, you know, it's funny. It's like thing. I was a five-year-old that was getting to say yeah. "poopy" for the first yeah. time without getting scolded. It was just well, they, awesome. That's the billboard on the highway, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's exactly halfway between Minneapolis and Menominee. Oh, really? No. You no. get it? The taint halfway. Ah, okay. you fucking... All right, I got you. hey oh Put it on uh, so long. Okay, let's start recording. Um, <laughs> now that uh, it's... But now it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful theater. It's a historic... It's like the where Lincoln got shot, that kind of like small Victorian... Um, uh, you gotta go. I'm seriously. If you're like a live performance... And you've done shows there. Yeah, I do. I'm doing a show there in February, and it's... Uh, it's my hometown, and my my grandma was a uh, was um, very instrumental in um, restoring the theater back in the fifties because it was just decaying and needed a lot of money, and a lot of women in town um, came together and organized some uh, a, a group to to help restore it, and so it's a very sentimental place for me. I'm- um, awful that I even yeah laughed about. And you know what? You know what? I'm sure the Tainter family, wherever they are, would have a good chuckle over it. Even though the, word, the expression "taint" probably not familiar to people in the Victorian age. But. <laughs> and I think I don't know if you remember this, uh, but a few years ago, I, mean, I don't know. Let's say a year ago, you wrote on Facebook that you were doing a show uh, at the Mabel Tainter yeah. Theater, and then I wrote uh, underneath that that that's the name of my fantasy hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> the Tainter Theater? No, Mabel Tainter. Really? Yeah. I'll be darned. <laughs> sort of got. Yeah. It does, it does, it doesn't sound, Mabel Tainter. I guess it, it, you know what, it's, it's not funny to me as much because it's been such a, but I can see if you're from out of town, how it might have a kind of funny ring to it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I mean, it's it's weird because it's such a regal, like, historic Re- regal. Yeah. Venue. And when I say it or see that, yeah. yeah, there's nothing regal about it. If they, if they, I wish that they would, you know, have named the guy, it wasn't Mabel they would have named it, it would be like Doug Tainter or, you know, <laughs> Larry Tainter. <laughs> but they had to go with Mabel yeah. and, uh. Give it that sort of old grandma feel to it. Lucky her. Yeah. So you've uh, you're headlining this week at Acme, obviously. Yep. And uh, let's see, one show down so far, right? It's Wednesday. Yeah. Last night was great. Uh, Did you have them rolling in the aisles? I had it. It was a great show, and uh, um, yeah, with Nate and uh, Pat Sussmelch, two funny guys. Pat's been on this show. Yeah, Pat's great, and um, yeah, it was a great show. And then tonight looks like a great crowd, and the rest of the week. The numbers look pretty good, so I'm excited to try out. I'm doing a lot of new stuff. I'm getting ready to record an album in October. Oh, really? And uh, so I'm trying to polish the the new 45 minutes. So, um, so you know, there's some. It's it's a work in progress, but a lot of it's getting to where I, I like. I think I'm ready to throw it on vinyl and uh, and, and uh, historically uh, preserve it. So yeah. Yeah, where did you and you already have one album? I have one album out. It's called "The Most Bees Ever." Love that uh, joke. Yeah, and uh, that that album has been out for a year now. Yeah, yeah. So that that album's been good. I've sold, um, you know, I sell it at my show and I sell some online, and uh, it's. But you know, it's like with comedy albums, you're never happy 
with the first one like the first one's the one that comics always hate the most like some people don't talk about it or acknowledge that so it like exists like your first child yeah like a, like a, yeah like oh no i know like a first child or you know your relative that you don't want to acknowledge uh, is in jail or something and it, but i was i waited a long time to record it i waited almost 9 years Jeez. to record it and so i'm pretty happy with it the next one i think will be a lot more fun I'll have gone through that process of, you know, trying to put an album together and do the transitions and make it seem like a, you know, finished product. Yeah. But, Where are you going to record that? Do you know? Uh, I don't know yet. Uh, I'm still I'm still working on some some bookings to to try to do it. I, I might do it in Chicago. Well. Yeah, I got a lot of friends and family in Chicago. So oh, okay. I might do it down there. So you don't know where you're going to record that, but you know next February you're going to be at the <laughs> Tainter Theater. Yeah. I will be at, I could record it at the Tainter. It could be like Tim at the Tainter. Yeah. Tim, meet me at the Taint. Live or, from the Taint. Yeah. Taint, Taint, uh, Taint my first comedy album. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> See? We got something here. <laughs> taint my first rodeo. Uh, <laughs> Okay, all right. That's a that's fifteen minutes on taint jokes alone. <laughs> and you thought you only had ten. Yeah, <laughs> I just had the ten, but <laughs> I have a whole fifteen. So <laughs> see, oh, so uh, you got your start here at this stage, correct? Yeah. Yep. Um, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I this is. I, I started off doing some of the local bar shows, you know, like Grumpy's and some of the, the, the bars, and then I kind of made my way over here. And, yeah. Well, how did you end up in Minneapolis? Well, I lived in Chicago for, uh, I went to college in Chicago when I was 18 at, at Columbia College, and then uh, I, I stayed down there working in the film business for um, about 11 years, and, and, uh, and then I got kind of burned out. Uh, I apprehended a uh, peeping tom uh in on on foot uh chasing him through downtown uh Chicago. Seriously? And, uh, yeah. Well, not downtown Chicago, the Ukrainian village Wicker Park area of Chicago. I I we had a a peeping tom in our neighborhood and he was using my porch to spy on other women. Uh, around the neighborhood because he could get a good vantage point and uh and damn it that was your vantage yeah point. that was for me <laughs> asshole but so so this guy and 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 uh I, it was really stressing me out and i couldn't deal with it anymore and so one night i finally caught this guy my sister texted me or paged me i guess was the thing <laughs> at like uh at four in the morning and it's you had to run to a pay phone to call <laughs> <Yeah>. her back <laughs> <laughs> no it just said nine one one on it and i knew that that meant that this peeping tom was outside my door so i opened the clicked open the door and i was in my underwear like i was in my boxer shorts and i ran after this guy through the streets of wicker park because i wanted to catch this guy and i was a sprinter in high school so i was really, really? fast okay and this guy had no idea that he he you know basically was screwing with Carl Lewis, and so <laughs> uh, or Usain Bolt of right. uh, Ukrainian Village, and so I chased this guy through and through the the back alleys, and my feet were all cut up, and I finally cornered him in an alley, and the cops came, and they were they were asking me to like put my hands up because I was like the pervert guy in his underwear, right? But I was like, no, it's him, you know. And then my sister <laughs> arrived and like, no, it's him, and so. uh <laughs> So anyway, we he, they put me in the cop car and drove me back to my apartment and my feet were I just remember like there was 
blood all over the squad car from me stepping on so much glass in the alleys and stuff. Holy shit. And uh, I was like huffing and puffing and, and just confused and angry. And, 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 and I just, I woke up the next morning and I said, I'm out of Chicago. So I left Yeah, and I, I just packed up all my stuff and I moved to Menominee and moved in with my mom. And I just said, mom, I just need a few months to get my life in order. I don't want to be in Chicago anymore. I've just kind of had it. And then, uh, and then in that time period, a friend said, uh, come up and check out some open mics, you know, in the twin cities. Um, there was, um, an old thing in the mall of America called knuckleheads. And so the I chuckle went, box. Yeah. Chuckle box. And so I went there and, um, tried my first show and, uh, I was addicted, you know? And so then I just kept doing it. And then, then, then I found out about this thing called the Acme funniest person in the twin cities contest. Mm-hmm. And I just practiced and practiced and practiced. And I said, I'm going to give it a whirl. And then I did. And, and then, uh, and then, uh, ended up winning that. And then, you know, and then after I won that, I felt like, well, it's, you know, I have to keep grow this. It was, you know, a hobby or like a thing, but you never think, oh, this is going to be a, a thing that you can make a living at someday. You just, you just so, you know, new at it. That right. It doesn't, you don't even know, you don't even have 10 minutes of material, you know, so, but I just loved it so much and I just kept, kept doing it. And, uh, so, so for the next basically eight years, I lived in Minneapolis and I would commute back to Chicago to work. And then work, I would work this movie. Yeah, job I worked. Deal? I was I was a set designer in the, in no the kidding. television or commercial film business. You know, making TV commercials. And so then I would come back. Uh, I would go down do a job for two weeks, and then I'd just drive right back to Minneapolis and get jump right back into comedy. What kind of car were you driving then? Uh, Ford Ranger. Ford Ranger. Truck. Oh, yeah. great gas mileage yeah. on the Ranger there. Yeah, I needed the room for two by fours. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah so i was just i was kind of like going between chicago and then the best part of it was for me was that i could do uh i could do open mics here you know at acme and around town and then i could drive to chicago and work but at night i could go out out to zany's or go to the lion's den and do some of the great open mics in chicago and then yeah. come back here and so i was never far away from a city where I couldn't do get on stage. And so it allowed me to make a living, pay my bills, but also get stage time. And then, you know, just recently I started scaling back um, all of the, the film business and just focused on comedy. So, cause I can do more, you know, more headline sets and, you know, make a, yeah, let's talk about that. So are you day job? You have, you were employed by someone now you're not, you're no, I'm pretty much uh, pretty much full-time comedy. So. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you've, I don't think I've ever talked to you about it, uh, but I've heard that you have some involvement in like the commercials that they play here at Acme before the yeah. shows. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Lewis was, was nice enough to uh, recognize that I make videos, you know, on the internet. I have a lot of, a wide assortment of funny videos on YouTube and, and such. And so Lewis was like, you know, do you want to uh, make some little promos for the, uh, the video. Have you seen any of them? With yeah. The, uh, the office one, right? The, the, yeah, the office and the, the, all the different, the one with Amber. And uh, yeah, so I, I sort of concepted those. And, oh, yeah, and, I've uh, seen them. And, uh, and did the, um, you know, production. And so I think they're funny. So, yeah. What I'm curious about this, uh, you're doing this commercial. What type of commercials are being filmed in Chicago? Is it like national ads? Yeah. Yeah, like, any, like there must be some stories about things you saw on the sets oh, of these man. deals. I, I I hit Chicago the film business in Chicago in 1991, 
and this is we're talking Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Bo Jackson was with the White Sox. Oh yeah, and um, Mike Ditka was uh, just ending his tenure with the Bears. But Harry still, Carey was still alive. Harry Carey, uh, Steve Stone, and Harry Carey. So, so in. I hit the golden age of television commercial production in Chicago. So one of my first gigs was I was catching, do you remember this? It was a Michael Jordan, Larry Bird ad where they're, they're playing horse. Yep. Nothing but, nothing but nothing but net. It was called McDonald's commercial. I was at the bottom of the Rosemont horizon catching all those basketballs. Get out of here. And um, I actually have Larry Bird's socks from that job. Like he left a bag of wardrobe that he, you know, and so, I grabbed his socks and um there's a uh, <laughs> there's a blonde pube on yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so and I wore the socks whenever I wanted to play pickup basketball just to give me extra power <laughs> but uh but yeah I did that I mean I did some Bono's Diddly spots you know yeah. legendary and Bo I don't know nothing Bono Diddly yeah Bo don't know Diddly uh, really yeah and then Holy I did shit. um I did some uh with the um you know, and that's like at a production assistant level, but I was just kind of there to, but then later on I started getting in the art department and I did some, there was a, a campaign with Jerry Stiller where he played Vince Lombardi for, it was for Nike. Yeah. And Deion Sanders was in it. I remember those. Hilarious commercials. And, and, and Lomb- Stiller was a great Lombardi. Yeah. And so I body doubled for him. Uh, I drove uh, his. We had like a 1967 Buick, and he we were, he drove it into Lambeau Field in the commercial, and that was me and dressed as Vince Lombardi. Get out of here! Driving that in, and then uh, I did a bunch of Brett Favre commercials, which is great because I'm a huge Packer fan. So I actually got to play with uh, play around on Lambeau Field with him for a while, and I have a lot of really cool experiences. Holy shit. I was just at the right place at the right time for a lot of that stuff, but but it's like it's been interesting doing that stuff versus comedy because like a lot of jobs, like if you're like let's say you're a doctor or you're a a, a nurse or a, you know a paramedic or or a lawyer, you know, you can kind of bring some of that to stage mm-hmm. when you start, you know, and talk about your sure. occupation. But oh, like yeah. with the, the art direction and the props and stuff, like none of that ever, I couldn't figure out a way to transcend, you know, make that funny yeah. because you have to explain to someone a lot of setup on that. what you do, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and a lot of it's just me handing an actor a prop or, you know, a notepad or a football or whatever. So it never really worked, but it was always a skill, like, doing all the commercials it was always a thing that i thought well i gotta figure out a way to make this funny so i I, that's when i started doing youtube videos because i felt like i could use my skill in my knowledge of the film business to make funny videos and so that's where this connie dugan i don't know have you seen connie dugan yeah yeah so like that was born and i did like a poker parody thing i don't know if you saw that i haven't um i I did like a shot for shot remake of a phil ivy um poker commercial Uh um you know, and it's it's like it's really high end, and I like to make things look really nice, and so um, so I still use the film stuff, you know, and in, in conjunction with comedy, just yeah. not on stage, but yeah, but yeah. So really yeah, cool. yeah. I've been I've been really really fortunate, and 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 just to, to be like I've met a lot of really cool people, and 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 done, you know, like it's just it's been a neat career and it's like i'm still a member of the union you know where i'm in the local uh, studio mechanics motion picture studio mechanics so 
if people call me to work on a spot, if it's a cool thing, cool project, and I ha- it fits in my calendar, I'll I'll go do it. But I'm not like actively seeking out yeah. um, gigs. But um, yeah, so it's you know, but 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 since I did the the um, you know like three years ago, I did uh, a the, I did the last comic standing thing, and then and then the summer after that, I did the uh, Comedy Central thing. And since then, I've been able to get you know colleges and corporates and clubs. so I've been focusing um, almost entirely on, on booking my comedy schedule. But sure, I still love the yeah. That's pretty important. Yeah. Booking that. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any? Uh, I um, I like you know from my job at the radio station, I end up meeting you know a lot of people like the celebs, the famous people, yeah. the real famous. You know that I uh, yeah. get a chance to talk to, lucky enough to talk to. Uh, you know, a lot of it's just over the phone, but sometimes, you know, we'll have them in studio and I love getting my picture taken with like, yeah. even if they're not like, you know, a list, like yeah. I have my picture, uh, I, I have my picture taken with, uh, Wally and the Beave, you know, yeah. Jerry Mathers and, uh, Tony yeah. Dow, yeah. you know, and I think it's one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. Like, Very I mean, cool. these guys aren't, you know, superstars yeah. by any means, but, uh, I made it into a, 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 a holiday card and I sent oh. it to my grandparents because yeah, they love, they love it. Jerry they Mathers. loved it. Yeah. yeah. As the beef. So do you have any that stuff like with Brett Favre or yeah, Bo yeah. Jackson? You I have a, a picture of me catching, well, after I caught, I couldn't get the actual, but I caught a touchdown from Brett Favre at Lambeau. Um, this was about 1997 or 8, after they had won the Super Bowl with yeah. Favre. And we, it was for a thing called Nintendo Quarterback Club. And it was yeah, a uh, video game. Yeah. yeah. And it was like we had Favre on the field for like three hours at Lambeau. And it was like a small crew. It was like 10 of us and, a, you know, a camera and a camera assistant. And I was doing props. And I uh, and the, the producer said, you know, Brett's going to have his helmet and a couple of footballs. Do you want to go with the equipment manager and help Brett? you know, bring that stuff out or whatever. And so I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> Anything <And> he wants. <laughs> so I went in to the Packers locker room and, and, uh, uh, um, Brett was sitting in his locker getting, you know, putting his socks on and getting dressed up. And, and I, you know, introduced myself and, and then I, I carried uh, shoulder pads and his helmet, um, and a couple footballs. And as we, him and I together like walked across, Lambo field and, and just <laughs> chit chatting and and I'm I'm like dumbstruck you know like yeah I bet and, just being in the locker room was pretty cool yeah I mean it was amazing and then uh, well the cam- this is when we shot film like on a Panavision camera we'd shoot 35 film so I would uh, I told the um, art director I said look as soon as you roll out a film you know that 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 you yell uh, reload you know and it usually takes about three to four minutes to reload the camera I said hand the ball to Brett. And then point to me. I'll be in the end zone. Yeah. And uh, and so um, so they ran out of film and 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 they said reload and and so uh, my friend Peter gave um, gave Brett the football and pointed to me and I was in the end zone and I kind of waved at Brett and he kind of waved me, you know, like all right, go go out. And so I ran a, a, a route along the back of the end zone and he winged it to me about twenty five yards maybe 20 yards uh at full throttle yeah and i i caught it you did catch it and uh bobbled it a little bit but i caught it and uh, i I wanted to just keep like 
going out the tunnel because I thought this is I can die. Yeah. Now just uh, um, you know run by people and tell them you know yeah hopefully they'll hear it as you're going I just got a bad five yeah I'm a bad five ball and don't touch down yeah and so I told a couple of the uh, my friends that were on the job I said you have to take pictures of this because no one will believe it and yeah. so I have uh, a good good couple pictures of me and Brett um you know hanging out and stuff like that and uh yeah i have like that moment like that i mean i've i've done a lot of weird stuff like i had lunch with mario andretti one time oh, yeah. um, and michael jordan would be someone that he was we we're doing so many commercials with him that you'd get to kind of he'd know some of the crew you know and if he didn't know your name at least he recognized you from the last shoot or whatever yeah. so so uh i you know i got to uh there was a spot that he did um not too long ago well, it was right, right when he retired. He was with the Wizards, right? And he was. It was for Gatorade, and there was a shot of the young Michael Jordan from North Carolina playing basketball against the old Michael Jordan, the it current was, one. It was yeah. called "Who's Who's Got Next" or okay. whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, and so we did that one, and um, so I got to just hand Michael his Gatorade and and just shoot baskets with him, at, like between takes, and That's just crazy, just weird. You know, I was just in the sort of right place at the right time to meet some cool people. Yeah, so. and all that stuff is just to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I. Uh, it reverts me back to being a twelve year old. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing about the. I think I find the coolest part of doing working with the sports people is that, like, there's so many handlers and like you know like people in the man like the advertising people the client you know the head guy from gatorade the the head people from the advertising agency the directors and the producers and everybody wants a piece sure he's kind of, of this guy. yeah they're they're products basically they're products and but but everybody it's all fake laughter like, oh sure you're the funny you know it's all like <laughs> right right like you know and people just are walk on such eggshells yeah. Uh, That's it, another great one, Mike. You're yeah, the best. Yeah. yeah, and there's it's all like f- kind of phony in many ways, and so a lot of these guys will be like, uh, they will feel way more comfortable with the someone who's not sucking them yeah, off, like yeah. the, the guy, the the dolly grip or the the camera assistant, like sure. a guy with like dirt on his hands, yeah. you know, and like they'll they'll feel more at ease talking to you than some you know guy in a million dollar suit. And whatever, and so you know, like Michael Jordan would come and he on a we did a Ever Ready battery commercial, and and we were eating lunch, all the art guys, and 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 he sat down with us and just ate with us, and it was weird because you know he could have ate with all the fancy executives and stuff, but he sat down with us because I think he just felt like, well, these are some people that don't have an agenda, yeah, you know, and just are like real people. So yeah, they're working hourly; they're not gonna, they're not making more than a, you know, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was kind of a cool element to Well, it. someone else that you've uh, spent a bit of time with, is, I would totally be in awe of meeting, and that's uh, David Letterman. Oh, yeah. 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 That, I was being, you've been on the show once, correct? Yeah, yeah. I did the show last summer, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a dream come true. So, How did that happen? Uh, well, Eddie uh, Brill, who was booking the show, he, he also did a comedy festival called the Great American Comedy Festival, and it was it's in... Johnny Carson's hometown mm-hmm. and Acme is one of the clubs that he would come to to scout talent for that and so he picked uh, me and Darlene and Tom Steph and Dwight York a bunch of um, um, Acme comics to go down and be in this festival and and um, one year and then I just kind of kept in touch with him 
an email like, Hey, here's a set and blah, blah, blah. And, and just sort of, you know, try to, I tried to get a set together that I thought might work. And, and, um, and so I kept in touch and, um, and eventually the, the set got good enough where they considered it. And then, um, and then, you know, last, I think about last May, I got the phone call that they had given it the green light. And that who we, makes the decision? It's not just him. Um, I think it, I, I don't really know. You I know? honestly don't know hmm. other than maybe they have to get it green lit by the producers and the standards and practices people. I don't, I don't really know. I didn't want to ask a lot of questions, you know, so I just <laughs> asking too many questions, kid. <laughs> yeah. You want to be here or not? <laughs> I just wanted to do it. So, so I would just, you know, do a practice tape and then I would, and then send it to the folks at Letterman and then they would say, well, can you, you know, leave that word out or that joke because that wasn't, you know, and then you'd put in a new joke and then submit it again and then back wow. and forth. A lot of work in that. Yeah, there's a lot of work in it. And so every night for about two months, I was on some stage in the Twin Cities fine-tuning it. And then and then got it, uh, got the green light and I flew out there and I was ready to, I put my, I was in my hotel across the street and I put my suit on and I was tightening my knot on my tie and combing my hair and just, you know, sweating, right. nervous. Yeah. And then I opened the door to leave and my phone rings and, and it was the Letterman folks and they, they bumped me. Uh, yeah. Like some, some, one of their guests like Cameron Diaz or somebody went too long. And so I got pushed aside for later on. And so, uh, how but, much later on? Well, they said it could be a month or two months. Like I had no idea. And I was like, I don't want to sit with this for two months, the nerves and stuff. But fortunately it was only two weeks. Oh, okay. But, um, but TV Guide didn't know. Uh, TV Guide went and ran the the listings anyway, and so I didn't tell anyone. You know, oh. and so my <laughs> so my mom, my mom just all all of a sudden her email box and her phone answering machine just lit up. Yeah, they're like our TV Guide says Tim's going to be on Letterman tonight. You know, and my mom <laughs> had no idea. She was like, "What?" And she called me crying. She's like, "That's something that you let your mom know." Oh no! And, uh, and oh, I was no. like, "It's like, mom, relax." You know. And so then, uh, then a few weeks later, I got uh, got the call and went out and did it, and it was a blast. So, yeah. do you pay your own way when you go out? No, no, no. And they 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 fly you out and they put you in a great hotel. They pick you up like in a limousine, and the guy comes to the gate and holds up a sign. You know, like you always dream about that happening someday. Yeah, well, I see the pictures, like, on Facebook. I think I follow, like, The Late Show or Letterman or whatever, yeah. and they, uh, yeah, they post those pictures almost every day when they're doing new shows of the people getting dropped off from the limo. And yeah. Is there, just, like, some back entrance for all you yeah, big stars? Yeah, it was great because I, no one knew who I was on the way in. There was all these fans lined up. Who to, else was on the show that day? Uh, it was Kira Sedgwick, uh, who's Kevin Bacon's wife, oh, and yeah. she starred in some show. The Closer. The closer, and then the the artist, the musical artist was Nikki Jean. Nope, no, her. I don't know. I didn't know her either. She was fantastic. Uh, and then uh, this Chris, uh, the guy who played Captain America, Chris Evans, is oh. that it? Or yeah, sure, uh, I'll go with that. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, he did like the top ten list or something. And so, um, so all these people are lined up waiting to get autographs or whatever. And I had like a suit, you know, and I just kind of like walked in. And <laughs> I was like the camera guy or something. Right. Uh, but uh, then when I got there, it was cool because they all, there were so many Minnesota connections. Like the intern who greeted me and brought me up to my dressing room, 
said, oh, I heard you're from Minnesota. And I said, yeah, so am I. He goes, oh, I, I grew up in Edina. And and um, turns out, he goes, but we have a cabin in Wisconsin. I said, well, we have a cabin in Wisconsin. And it turns out we have a cabin like a mile away. And we were at like the same parade, like a few weekends before. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, uh, and um yeah, and then the audio guy was a St. Paul native. Look at that. I, I put my microphone on, so I felt at home. So it was pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah. Did you did you get to talk to Dave at all? You know, I, I kind of I know thought, I'm sure you've been asked this a billion yeah, times, so I'm sorry, I thought, but I like, don't know the answer. I had my 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 hopes uh, set, hope, my hopes were kind of high that he would like come in and like enter so, say hello and and but th- there's none of that. None it's, of that. The, I, the, from what I understand, that's the. Um, he doesn't really spend a lot of time after the show or before the show. He, you know, greeting people. He's just mm-hmm. sort of doing it in his his own zone or whatever. And so that, but but the only time I actually met him was when I shook his hand on the stage. So yeah, which I don't remember. So it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's on YouTube. I know it happened. <laughs> it did happen. I don't I've remember it. it, but yeah, I that, I was completely blacked out at that point here he is a very funny guy i have no idea who he is yeah <laughs> yeah well and it was great because he made a joke because uh, i i said that i'll be at acme september whatever through whatever it was like like the fourth through the seventh or something and so letterman said uh he'll be at acme comedy company from september 4th through christmas <laughs> and, and the crowd laughed i mean like, like he got like a huge laugh yeah. out of the crowd and then he said you know here he is tim harmson or whatever and that big laugh just really was so like it was like i walked into laughter oh, that's and it awesome. was like it really helped me relax i know? wonder if he does that like if that's you know common i'm gonna get these guys going here. i don't know i, I just, just it was lucked out it couldn't have been nicer for him you know and for me because i walked into like people already smiling and laughing and so it wasn't like i had to you know resurrect anything from scratch they were already rolling so yeah. it was really cool yeah awesome yeah um you you won that uh, funniest person contest yes and it's coming up again this year yeah let's do a little promoting of something else here for a real quick moment yeah. it's uh, september 4th September at 4th. Acme, uh, yeah. the top five. Yep, yep. I am going to be a judge. I can be contacted on Facebook with bribes. <laughs> no, 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 no. This won't be the first time. I want quality, up. only quality. All right. Yeah, I'll even sign my name on the little. They give us pieces. I've done this in the, like two or three yeah. other times. They give us pieces of paper to rate everyone, yeah. and I'll write my damn name on it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to make or break you. Uh, well, I'm I'm uh, I'm judging too. So I'll Sweet. see you there. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, so it's a, it's such a great contest. By the way, it's just really a uh, you know Acme's got such a great Monday night open mic, and it gives um, so many comedians uh, a stage that you'll you don't find anywhere. Do you in, still come down on Monday nights? Every Monday, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, wait, really? Without question. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, there's there's comics, you know that come in fly in early to do the Monday show. Like, like we'll fly in a, a day before their week starts just to get that sweet 300 person open mic. Yeah. I mean, you can't, it's just so different in, um, other cities like Los Angeles. I don't think I've ever been to an open mic in LA that had more than 25 people. Really? Like it's, you just can't find it. And you, you can know? get that at a bar here. 
yeah 25 people yeah yeah but and i'm not saying that you know that 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 means that there aren't good shows in la but it's just like for an open mic where you go to work out material having 300 people to do it in front of is a fantastic that's got to be perfect this morning you were on uh the morning show with us (laughs) kq martin shaw you're on the show for a little bit and uh i'm I want to know you. May, well, you're getting married. We mentioned yes. that. I mentioned that at the beginning of the show. You're yep. getting married next month. Next month. Yep. Next month. Yep. W- tickets are on sale for that now. Tickets are on sale. Go to my website and. Uh, Is it wristbands or how are you doing that with all the demand? It's StubHub mostly. StubHub. They've been bought and resold several times, <laughs> so they're like thousand dollar tickets at this point. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting on a pair, so I'm hoping. No, I'm. Um, I have my name on many lists trying to get those. No, um, so you're getting married next month. Yep. Very exciting. Very excited. Bachelor party plan yet? You know, uh, I... Don't say you're not going to do one. No, I want to, but my special lady is vehemently against any kind of, like, strip club. So I think we're just going to go to a massage parlor. (laughs) 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 No, I think we're just going to... I don't know. Like, I thought a twins game would be fun, but we're not... We're not really in contention, so I don't, I don't know how much fun that would be. You but. could probably get some good seats if that means anything. But. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not concerned about it. Yeah, but aren't you? Don't you have a buddy that's that is concerned? Don't you have that horny friends like we got to see some tits, yeah, man? I do have a lot of horny married friends that are like, "Come on, Tim." <laughs> Yeah, we need to see some boobies. Yeah, you know you help them out now because five years from now, when you're the married guy. Yeah, can I tell you a funny story about a bachelorette party that I coordinated mm-hmm. for my friend Matt? And this is right, right when I moved to the Twin Cities, like ten years ago, and I didn't know the lay of the land. And so my buddies came; uh, they flew in from all over the country, and 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 we were gonna kind of we stayed at the the Marriott downtown, and it was gonna be like a big. And they left me in charge. They're like, oh, you're from Minneapolis. You you plan the whole thing. So I said, all right, we're going to go gambling, and then we're going to go to the titty bar. So I went to Mystic Lake, no alcohol. No alcohol. And then I went to Deja Vu, um, no alcohol. No alcohol. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> And they do not let me forget it. They're like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> For like the first six hours, there was no booze. Oh, no. It, it was just ridiculous. Hey, it'll get better when we get to the strip club. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. They get yeah. totally naked. Yeah. And it's going to be booze. All right. I'm sorry about this part. Yeah. Oh, never mind. So it was like the first all sober bachelor party of all time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and you're from Wisconsin, so it's got to be yeah. extra difficult. To yeah. Get through oh, a these night. guys are in like withdra- heroin withdrawal. Like, <laughs> must have cheap beer, please. Well, we were talking about um, the Minnesota State Fair, the great Minnesota get together yeah. starts tomorrow. Thursday the 23rd and I am yeah we're both totally pumped about going and I think and we didn't talk about this before uh the show here and but it, it was on my mind I was going to say that you know the, one of the reasons why oh because we were talking about why do we like it so much yeah why do we like it so much and other people can't stand it yeah and I think for me it's that uh you know I grew up in St. Paul my I have such vivid childhood memories of going you know first you know w- with you know, two different, two other generations of my yeah. family, like my grandparents yeah. and parents, you know, yeah. we all went together and yeah. then it was me and my parents. And then I remember, you know, wanting to know like, how old can I be 
or how old do I have to be where they'll let me go yeah. just with a friend, yeah. you know, and yeah. I don't have to go with mom and dad anymore. Yeah. And, you know, now I'm bringing my kids. Yeah. It's just, I freaking love it. Yeah. I, I remember my first time we would, uh, I was about, God, I was really small, like maybe five, mm-hmm. five or six. And so this would have been in the late seventies and we went in there. They used to have a thing and I don't know if you remember this or not, but it was like a freak show. Mm-hmm. Like they'd have these trailers. Oh yeah, and you would in walk up and look in the window, and you would see like some freaks. Oh like, yeah, like uh, like the the I remember the one vividly, and I I wish I had never looked because it's still <laughs> seared into my brain. It was like two like little women that were like Siamese twins. Were they connected, yeah, yeah connected, and mm-hmm. and not in like a happy way. Oh like, no, like, like get me the hell out of this trailer, <laughs> ass to mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. They were connected the wrong way, uh, but by the taint, they were connected. Uh, to, uh, but I just, I thought, and I, even back then, I they call like, that the figure taint. By the way, yeah, oh god! <laughs> even back then, I was like, how can this be legal? <laughs> like, how is this? How are we able to see this? You know, and I think since then they've gotten rid of it. It's obviously they've had enough. Um, you know, things, attitudes have changed. Where You're not supposed to point and stare at freaks anymore. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, yeah. But that's where I, that's how I wrote my joke about uh, how, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's about, um, about how easy it is to offend people these days. Years ago, I used to do a joke about Siamese twins, uh, but uh, then the politically correct police informed me that it's Asian unibuddies. <laughs> and so that's that was how I wrote that joke because nice. I always remembered these two. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, there was a headless person, like a yeah. headless. Or no, no, no. It was just a head. She was just a head and no body. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And then I remember they had the, uh, what was he called? Little Ormy or something like that. Yeah. It was like the world's biggest dead whale or yeah. something like that. Yeah. God, that was gross. Ormy, I mean, Ormy. The, the, something like that. The memories aren't happy. It's like eerie and gross. It's <laughs> like, but, but anyway, but then when I moved back up here, I started to go, uh, all the time and i just i just love it yeah yeah beer uh food and you know hanging out having a good time so. yeah and you already have plans to go this year yeah yeah going friday i'm gonna be on the the care 11 thing and then um gonna just probably spend a few hours walking around get that pork chop by the way that uh have you ever had the pork chop uh, the pork chop on, on a stick, stick. yeah that's uh, yes, but I think there's two different places, and there's one that always has a really long line, and then you go to the other one where the line isn't yeah. as long, and that one. The, eh. the one that I'm talking about is when you walk in, and you take. There's that flume ride with the water thing. Yeah, where you go. Yeah. It's right kind of in front of the entrance to that, and they make their own like seasoning or whatever. I have no idea what the name of the company is, I but they know. season the pork chop and then yeah. they grill it and they put it on a stick. It's like heaven. It's Do you I get the corn on the cob out there. Uh, I get I go for the pork chop first, and then I get the the uh, the chocolate chip barrel, five ton barrel of chocolate chip cookies and seventeen gallons of milk. Uh, I get that, and then I, I bucket usually, of taffy. I usually lay down for a while. 
<laughs> she find like a grassy patch. Oh yeah, and lay down and covered in cigarette butts. Shit yourself. Shit myself. Clear out some space, and then I clean up, and then then I have a few linies, and then I and then I go to get a couple euros. Then it's on to round two of ten. Yeah, and then wild rice sausage, and then. Yeah, no, nah, it's I don't know why. Sausage. Yeah, that's <laughs> Chicago. Uh and then um yeah, so I just love it. So Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, me too. I can't freaking wait. Um uh stay out of the swine barn they say this year. Yeah, this uh, I'll be I probably won't go there anyway, but yeah, there's a lot of f- what is it? Swine flu. Swine flu. Yeah, yeah. boy, that'd suck. Yeah. Boy, shit yourself twice. <laughs> I mentioned this before we started. We uh, on the way over here, I was listening to the radio, and I heard a commercial that uh, they said it's make make a will month. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, but supposedly this month is make a will month. Yes. And my question to you is: <laughs> Can you think of one possession of yours that people would fight over? Oh man, I don't know if I have anything really valuable, but I do have. Um, I, I, I'll tell you what I do have. Um, do you remember when uh, Dennis Rodman came to the Chicago Bulls mm-hmm. and he had dyed hair? Yeah, stripes and yeah, dots and everything. Yeah. Um, th- there was a, a TV commercial that Michael Jordan was doing at the time, right around that time, for a company called WorldCom. It was like a telephone, you know, like it was like AT&T or whatever. Sure. And so we 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 uh, built a locker room for Michael for the commercial, like a fake, you know, Bulls style locker room. Yeah. And I cut out a picture of Michael Jordan on it, like Sports Illustrated, and I took a gold pen, one of those gold pens, and I drew like a gold kind of like mini afro on him like Rodman had. Yeah. And I put it on the bulletin board in the locker room and he walked by and he saw it and he started laughing and then at the end of the job i gave him the gold pen i said you know i just you know i did that i hope you weren't offended by it but i thought it was funny he goes oh no and he signed it for me so i have this like kind of weird picture of michael jordan with a gold that's fantastic what a a one-of-a-kind uh yeah it's very one-of-a-kind that's really cool Uh, yeah so there's a chance that maybe he would that that would be valuable or that someone would be interested in that. And then I have Larry Bird socks. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but I don't, you know, that's about it really. I mean, my baseball memorabilia collection is really substantial, but that's just for baseball nerds. So, well, I think, uh, I think, I think we did Cover it. everything. I think we did it, Tim. We're right. how many, how many Twitter accounts do you have? I know just there's two right? at Tim Harmston. Uh, that's the only one I have. Oh, and then I have at, uh, Connie, Hockey mom. You must not be using that one much. Yeah, I only I have a series on YouTube called Connie Dugan Hockey. Yeah, mom. that's the thing you referenced earlier. Say it again. I just yeah. cut you off. How do uh, people find that? Uh, at Connie Hockey Mom on Twitter, and it's on my uh, website timharmston.com. Yeah. Too, so, do you have like a YouTube channel? Yeah, it's if you go to YouTube and you type in Connie Dugan. D U G A N hockey, it'll come up. So it's a it's a series I, I run on YouTube about a hockey mom from Minnesota. So check that out. So what are you now, a Wisconsinite or a Minnesota? I'm a Wisconsin guy. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, Packer guy. But I thought we'd leave on a high note. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Tim, we can still be friends. Yeah, right. We'll and come back and do this again. And uh, someday I'm going to get Mary on the show, and we'll actually have audio proof yeah. of it. 
Yeah, yeah. She wanted. To, she says hello. So. Yeah. No, I know she's uh, taking care of some stuff right now. Yeah. Uh, She'll be back. Yeah. We'll talk to her soon. Yep. Thank you. Thanks.